0: I'm Rev. Harry Bridge. And I'm Dr. Scott Mitchell, and this is the Dharma Realm Podcast. We're coming to you from the Jodo Shinshu Center in Berkeley, California. <laughs> Dharmaram podcast for July twenty fifth two thousand fourteen, and today we talk about self power and other power. Uh, so we want to keep looking uh, at this topic. We've been looking at the past couple episodes, um, broadly related to the possibility of combining uh, Jodo Shinshu and Soto Zen practice. Uh, and in the question at the end that came up, this the, the last question was: Doesn't Tadiki require Jidiki and vice versa? Dude, yeah. Once I again. Depends who you ask, right? (laughs) Um, I think certainly some forms of Buddhism, maybe um, forms forms of Chinese Buddhism, yes, absolutely. Jiriki and Tariki, power of the Buddhas and power of the practitioner are complementary, right? And part of it depends on the practitioner um, and their uh, motivation and effort, and part of it is this power of the Buddhas uh, coming to the practitioner, right? Kind of working in tandem, hopefully, right? Um, but this issue of tariki is, and, and jidiki is, um, very much, um, at the heart, I think of Jodo Shinshu, right. And problematized by Shinran and Shinran, uh, is generally held up as saying absolute other power, right. That no, jidiki does not have any place in it. That jiriki actually gets in the way, right. That they are not complementary. that they're, uh, kind of opposing, uh, or, um, yeah, yeah, that's, but, uh, okay. that's one way of, um, you know, <clears throat> one um, presentation. Sure, but I, yeah. wouldn't it be? Uh, correct me
1: if I'm wrong, Sensei. Mm. Wouldn't it be? How do you, Sensei?
0: <laughs>
1: wouldn't it be more? Uh, see, now I lost my train of thought. You just shoot me. <laughs> no. So, um, wouldn't it be? So, but somewhat more appropriate to read Shinran as saying not that um, there is no self power or that it gets in the way, but that. We lack the ability to actually uh, be effective with self-power.
0: Could be that another aspect of it, huh?
1: Yeah, as part of I mean, self-power is ineffective. He said it, he he said you said he problematizes the the, the problem of self-power and other power, and that, that to me that's one of the ways that he problematizes it by suggesting that you know we here at the in the age of Mapo, the declining dharma, are so bereft of good karmic conditions that even if we wanted to do self-power practices, um, we can't. I mean, you know, and he mm-hmm. says it's mostly about himself, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I should not, him. so...
0: Incapable. Incapable, of, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's, just to
1: throw that out there is another way right, to right,
0: look at it. Right. <clears throat> um, I think part of it is the, the getting in the way part. Um, and maybe I'm influenced a little by Dr. Um, Dennis Hirota on this one. And just the, even the idea of negating the self, right? That um, somehow we're supposed to go beyond the self, right? And um, awaken, you know, go beyond the, the dichotomous realm of this and that, of, of distinctions, right? Uh, and can I do that? Is that possible? Mm-hmm. <laughs> can what self can negate the self, what part of me that conceives of a me can go beyond me? Right? That that it's always conceptualized. This, what is this voice? I mean, it was really fascinating. He spoke about it at one of the um, either Foucan or National Council meeting. Um, he was guest speaker. And uh, he said it in his lecture, and I didn't get it the first time. And I asked the question at lunch. I was like, what did you mean by that? And he said, just listen to the lecture after lunch. And he, I think he... I'd like to think he put it in there for me (laughs) that he readdressed it in a way Um, but just this idea that you know if part of the path of practice is awakening wisdom and going beyond distinctions what does what can do that Mm -hmm. I mean I think that's a basic issue in Buddhism how can you get from samsara to nirvana Um, and it it, that manifests again and again in the tradition one of them being the logic schools Mm -hmm. and is that process possible through logic or does it require mystical means mm-hmm. to jump that divide right um, even that divide though is a distinction samsara is nirvana nirvana is samsara they're not there's no separation there you've been right? reading the heart sutra yeah <laughs> guilty as charged um, but, but when you think about it just in kind of more everyday terms of like yeah when I'm walking around I'm Maybe it's just me, but, you know, maybe I have music playing in my head, but I'll say, okay, I have to go do this. And, oh, I can't believe when I did that when I was in high school, just thoughts pop into my head. And and what is this I or me that's conceptualizing this stuff? Where is it? I'm, I'm pointing in the room here. I'm, like, pointing to my head, like, grabbing my brain, right? It's like actually somehow, right Like, somehow, right, is it my elbow or something? <laughs> um, and that gets to the Buddha's question of, you know, <clears throat> is your body yourself? Is your ear consciousness to yourself is your eye consciousness to yourself is your right no you can't find it right um and yet there is this illusory sense of me right that i just kind of 99.9 percent of the time unproblematically operate under the assumption that this is normal mm-hmm. and this is real and somehow the way that things are um, but where when can i go behind that and see that working and then if I've somehow gotten behind that, how can I get behind the thing that's getting behind the thing? You know, it's, it's like infinite regress. So so he, Genesis, he wrote it, um uh, my understanding was he was saying that this is also what Shinran was doing mm-hmm. and seeing. And that he felt that um, if it's all by his own means, then it's all that game. And it's all false and empty. Mm-hmm. And that's Jidiki self-power. That that self-power is diluted. It's... Um, ego, it's um, ignorance and arrogance, right? And that that is a barrier, that that gets in the way of other power, right? And that other power is this true Buddha reality that pervades everywhere, right? And that most of the time, my self-power, my um, quote-unquote self is blocking that off (laughs) and just getting in the way and is like maybe the main problem. And so, how do I get rid of self-power? You can't because it's still part of the same game. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think the problem is the word power. Okay.
1: Yeah. This is a brand new thought. Okay. So I'm gonna, we're going to record this, and then I'm going to ask you to delete the whole thing. Oh, I was, I
0: was <laughs> supposed to hit record, wasn't I? <laughs> I,
1: I? You know, when you say that the the the, the self problem is self-power is the problem, you need to let that that gets in the way of the other power. It seems almost like the word power doesn't make sense there right and this is i think is implied in in this kind of question that says which is it is it self power or other power because it seems as though the implication there is one of these two powers quote unquote is going to allow me to attain nirvana that's sort of another way of framing the question it's either self power or other power that's going to lead me to nirvana but it's not really we're not it's not really power right it's not like it's not like we're really talking about a power in the way that we ordinarily use that word in English and everyday language. It's that we're talking about self and other and that what we're trying to do is get rid of the self. So if you're trying to get rid of the self in order to be subsumed into, uh, Buddha reality, then, you know, as you were saying, then the self's just getting in the way so I don't know there's something there's something about the language of these terms that in and of itself um, often obscures what we're really talking about right Mm -hmm. Um, you know the sort of saying well should we do self power practices it's like well is that the question it seems like like we were saying from Dennis Rocha's point of view that Shenron's wrestling with something a bit bit more subtle than just this question of what do I do
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but you know a more deeper question of who am I Mm -hmm. what am I right Um, not necessarily the sort of mundane question of well should I chant this text or that text should I do this practice or that practice should I you know whatever it's you know what am I Mm -hmm. what is what is this everything you know and what is this 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 pointing to myself relationship to everything right Mm -hmm. Um, so that that to me seems like what Shenron's really on about not I mean, it, I don't know, maybe. I think that's it's no, a part that's of really what he's on about, yeah. right? It's not just this question of what do I do? I mean, there is that question, because ultimately at some I point— I think that
0: question is part of it. Yeah, you, What at some do point, I do? At some Nebutsu, point, yeah. How do I do it? Right. Like, There's at some point, you have to ask that yeah. question.
1: But the reason why—to the reason why, the, the reason why I, I, to me, it seems like Shinran's in the midst of an existential crisis. Hmm. Um, and in that space, it's not a question of— The immediate question is not, when you're having an existential crisis, the immediate question isn't, what do I do? Mm -hmm. Um, It's the deeper questions of, you know, why do I do it? What am I, you know? And then based on that, then you make a decision, right? Mm -hmm. You know, anyway, I'm
0: doing some philosophical jazz riff here. (laughs) And it almost sounds to me like there you could incorporate soto practice. Mm -hmm. Um, You could, if it is about self and other I immediately thought of I and thou yeah, like sure. Uber or whatever. Yeah. And so maybe I could be a practicing Jew and Shinshu and they could totally mesh. Right. Yeah. If the, if the, if that's what the project is on either side. Right. 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 Um, so it's kind of interesting where, um yeah, where like d- I don't
1: think that it's a, di- you know, it's not necessarily, yeah, I just don't think it's diametrically this diametric opposition between the mm-hmm. two. Right. It's not that, you know, the, the, the goal shouldn't be to choose one. Right. Like that's, and this is, I think, a mistake that people make on both sides of the coin, right? Whether you're talking about people who are choosing self-power or, in Shin context, choosing other power. thats Is that the goal? Is to like, choose one? Isn't the act of choice in and of itself self-power? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, this is the infinite regress, right? Like, the more we have this, these conversations, the more your brain gets twisted around because, it, you know, normal language stops making sense. And you know, hi, here we are again, the existential crisis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't
0: know. I mean, the the whole, th- ish- one of the problems with self-power and other powers, those aren't the only possible terms, especially other power. Yeah. It could also be Buddha power. Mm-hmm. It could be vow power. All right? So Shinran is, in one way, is, is definitely putting it within a um, pure land, Amitabha yeah. context. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Um, and um, looking at that Rather than see it as I'm on this journey and I'm gradually fighting my way towards closer and closer to enlightenment and the Buddhas are pulling me and I'm pushing and I'm fighting and fighting it's more like Buddha's already here it's already all Buddha and this life is illusion and thinking that the, the stuff is here is important or that my intellectualizations are important is a mistake right? and that there's another way where the Buddha reality can just go through you and out of you Right? But not if you're getting in the way with your own effort, and I'm gonna improve myself, or I'm gonna um, say nembutsu twenty thousand times instead of ten thousand. You know, somehow that the power of the nembutsu is what's doing it. Twenty three thousand is the, is the <laughs> right number, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> so, so interesting. Like, yeah, there's all these different dimensions. Um, another part we wanted to um, point out, and last time we talked a little about, you know, again. So one question we asked during the break was, how did Shinshu and Zen become the polar opposites <laughs> of the discussion? Right? And it's historical, partly, right? whether it's the interaction in Japan or the interaction late 19th, early 20th century or interaction in Western language books. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and very often they get polarized as Shinshu being the other power school mm. and Zen being self-power. Right, and that Zen is like being the chicken in the egg, and pushing your way out and pecking your way out, right? And then Shinshu is about letting the warmth from the mother hen um, allow the the um, the shell to be broken. That's a beautiful analogy! that you yeah, just make you that never, up? No, 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 no. I've heard oh. that before. Okay. I forget who I heard it from, but it's a it's a You're metaphor in Shinshu. Yeah, plagiarizing. <laughs> no, I'm just passing on the tradition. Um, so, I think that's a mistake yeah, to understand yeah, yeah. it that way. Although I think it very often is understood that way. Um, I think. I a, think within the traditions and outside the tradition. Yeah, 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 you yeah. Know, yeah. Like, they're and, portrayed that way in textbooks sometimes, yeah. or in you know, his popular works on right. Buddhism. Um, but also Shinshu will use that rhetoric. Yeah, exactly. In and, this and kind and of antagonistic of, yeah, relationship. Definitely no, we a better. certain Polemic, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it's right. No. Have, you,
1: it. have you have um, you heard about uh, Revenu Mezu, um, his map that he found?
0: His map? Yeah. Mm-mm. Of Kaitong. No.
1: <laughs> so uh, revenue. Uh, so I'm. I'm going to relate this story like fourth person. Um, I heard uh, Reverend Matsumoto <clears throat> uh, came to me and he said Reverend Mezu, who is the current bishop of the PCA, um, found this map that he found from somebody else in Japan who is uh, a scholar of some of some kind. But I think also um, either the either he's a scholar who's like a. Um, a uh, cartographer or a scholar, a Buddhist scholar who's working with like archival <laughs> cartographers or whatever, and they found um, this map of. Um, oh, I'm sorry. They they compiled a map of ancient uh, Kamakura era uh, Kyoto um, based on writings from different Buddhist folks and whatnot, and they figured out that um, where. Uh, the the temple where um, Dogen died and where he's where he was, where he originally was interred is like literally across the street from where Shinran lived. Mm. So like they were next door neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> so Reverend comes to uh, Reverend Matsumoto like all excited, is like look, Dogen and Shinran were like next to each other. They must have like hung out all the time. <laughs> So, you know, some That's of this awesome. is like, uh, so, as, you know, some of it is definitely possible, right? There's, there was definitely a time when those two guys were in Kamakura, uh, were in uh, uh, Kyoto, sorry, um, at the same time. But uh, Reverend Matsumoto pointed out that uh, at some point, uh, Kyoto burned to the ground. And when they rebuilt the city, they built it on the same plan as the original city, but um, at a like a 90 degree angle. So the streets actually don't run the same way they used to mm-hmm. um, in the, the Kamakura days. But um, but regardless of like how accurate this map is and whatever else, I think it's worth pointing out that, that Dogen and, and Shinran were contemporaries and they were mm-hmm. um, uh, it sort of immersed in a broader religious discourse. Um, and like we were saying before, I don't know how exclusivistic any of these guys were at the time, right? Mm -hmm. Like we tend to read their exclusivism back through our own contemporary point of view. Um, who, you know, who knows what kind of, can you imagine like having tea with Dogen and Shinran? Like that'd be awesome (laughs) because from that point of view, I don't think that Dogen and Shinran, what they have to say about self power and other power would be that it was really that different to Mm me. A lot of what, um, a lot of the, 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 way in which Dogen talks about doing Zazen sometimes just sounds very shinshu only instead of um say you know instead of the name it's sit Mm -hmm. right so it's a difference in what your body is doing but not a difference in the underlying philosophy so i think that there's more in common than we usually uh, want to believe um so this dichotomous polarization of you know, Zen is self power and Shin is other power. I I think is not, it does a disservice to both schools, right? Because Mm -hmm. I think that, um, Zen folks can, you know, learn a lot from this question we're having, right? About, you know, the self getting in the way. And, you know, I've definitely talked to, um, You know, I've definitely heard people you know who do Zen practice who get hung up on uh, you know they get so enraptured with meditation that it becomes all about like you know the ego of doing meditation, right? And that's that's a problem. And then you know, definitely, I think that Shin Buddhism could learn from Zen and could learn from uh, different approaches and different perspectives on these things. So Mm -hmm. having this sort of polarized relationship, I don't think, is helping anyone.
0: Right, 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 right. And I think I I feel like I hear it less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yet so 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 I, I definitely don't see them as one being self-power, one being other power. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're 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 more compatible. And yet I also don't want to throw away the differences. Sure. And I don't want to deny the differences. And um, I feel like the differences are cool too. And I don't feel you know, we've talked about this.
1: I thought before. you said they were all like
0: many paths in one mountain. No, no, no. I said some people <laughs> say that. I don't believe that at all. <laughs> Um, (laughs) you're uh, (laughs) backtracking no I don't believe that Um, and yet I also feel like I don't have to believe the same thing as a like fellow Zen practitioner they're not fellow actually like a Zen practitioner someone other different than me but we can still stand next to each other we can still talk uh, we can still even participate in the same services, maybe, and that to me is kind of what's exciting. Like I realize when I'm with a bunch of other, it's cool being with a bunch of other BCA ministers, but in a way, it's kind of boring too, <laughs> <laughs> because it's 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 just kind of like I don't know. There's obviously difference of opinion and stuff, but there's also a kind of uniformity that becomes kind of not bland, but but. It's, it's one way of being that, is, that I do actually enjoy, but that I also think it's cool to be with um, people of other traditions. Or like when I see pictures of IBS graduation or whatever, right? And you see like Daijaku in Zen robes and Matsumoto Sensei in Shin robes and Bante and his Theravada robes and, you know, that I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that seeing them together. And unfortunately, historically, there is a lot of division because of, well, a lot of it is because of Japanese Um, militarism and uh, atrocities that were committed um, in the 20th century and even before probably Um, and so that's sad and that's something that needs to be um, acknowledged right we can't just swipe that under the rug but I wish that we could um, get along better you know I wish that there could be more dialogue because in a way sometimes I feel like there isn't but that's one of the neat things about Institute of Buddhist Studies is that a lot of dialogue does take place here that maybe isn't um, necessarily taking place um, in other places um, and, I, I, you know, I wish there was more—I uh, wish I had—let's say, I wish I had more interaction uh, with people of other schools, although I, I get some of it here. yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I do it teensy little baby steps, too, with, like, other traditions, too, Christianity or, or um, other traditions like that. Um, and so, so I think that's good. I mean, that's more postmodern, maybe, right, where there doesn't have to be just one— um, Narrative, right, and that that um, this vision of the future where there isn't just one story that's right, all the other stories are wrong, right? But more um, acceptance that there may be other stories, that there are other stories that may be very different than mine, and yet I can appreciate that story rather than deny its validity, right? Um, and so that kind of goes, I think you can take on a lot of different levels, um, and the you know rhetoric of Mahayana, for example. <laughs> right, that denigrates, um, quote-unquote, Hinayana, right, um, we've got to be really careful with that kind of rhetoric, you know, and um, uh, I think be more open to the possibility of other schools that aren't Mahayana, but Mahayana has built into it so much rhetoric of, yeah, there are other po- possibilities, but Mahayana's the right one, <laughs> right, right? Um, you, actually, you're all Mahayana, you don't even know it. Just <laughs> radical denial of the validity of these others. Yeah, but yeah. Maybe. except for, you know, that, never mind. <laughs> so, um, but and then you put it on this level of Shinshu's, and um, can I do the practices of both? I think it's, it's, it's kind of interesting in that um, different context, maybe. Um, can I live with multiple narratives in my life? Can I practice... Different narratives in my life. Um, I don't know. Dude. Obviously, yeah. That's profound. On different levels, <laughs> but within this one field, I mean, you know, of course we all have multiple narratives, right? And multiple aspects sure. of who we are, multivalent aspects of being. I don't know. <laughs> right? A male, half Asian, half Caucasian, American lived in Japan, you know, all these different things are different aspects of myself that don't have to, one doesn't have to trump all the rest, right? Um, But then within Buddhism, do we further subdivide or does that get too confusing, you know? um, Oh, yeah, I'm Zen and I'm Pure Land and I'm Tendai and that kind of thing, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I think it depends on where you're you're at. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't, Mm -hmm. you know, both institutionally and, you know, if you find a community, great. Mm -hmm. And that's something we haven't talked about is community, Yeah. right? And that... Because, um, I mean, you know, any is, one individual can profess to believe and do engage in any number of different beliefs and practices, um, you know, but that's on the individual level, right? Mm-hmm. There's something different when you say, okay, well, me and all these other people are going to go do something, you know. Then that's where the, the you know community differences come in. I mean, that's an, that's an important part, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if you're just, you know, I might have my own personal beliefs or practices, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I can do them in this location. Maybe I can do it somewhere else, mm-hmm. you know, both for institutional, orthodox reasons, but also just because maybe nobody else here wants to do it, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, for very pragmatic reasons, right? So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's the other issue, you know, so.
0: Yeah, the community is, is an interesting aspect of it and how... Maybe that changes your <clears throat> engagement with the practice or with the tradition, right? And being by yourself, you can engage it intellectually, and you can you know try to do the practices. But as soon as you introduce another person, right, who may have different commitments, mm-hmm. may have different institutional standing, may have different understandings, then yeah, that's like we're saying.
1: Like if we were saying before, like if maybe you know maybe I want to try the hands, maybe I want to try chant the Heart Sutra, but. You know, good luck finding a Shin community in the Bay Area that's going to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I might be able to find another person who mm-hmm. would want to do mm-hmm. it with me. Um, but I'm not going to, like, walk into random BCA church and be like, Hey, minister, let's do the heart suture today. And be like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, right, <laughs> right. That's just not going to happen. Whether it's, you know, for... Uh, legitimate doctrinal or other reasons or not is sort of irrelevant. It's just because that's just not something that we do here, you know, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we couldn't start doing it. Right. That's a, that's a different thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, part of it has to do with the community you find yourself in and whether or not you are, you know, you find resonance, right? Like, you know, maybe you want to start your own community do Mm -hmm. a combination of practices and, you know, it's fine. Great. Mm -hmm that's how religions get started. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, I mean, it's great to think about this stuff, too, because I'm, I work and very much live in a certain community of a BCA temple with its own way of doing things within BCA and even little idiosyncrasies maybe that are specific to that one temple, um, but very much... I mean, I can then get together with six other BCA ministers and we can basically be in accord and there's no problems, right? We can sit down and do it all together. But if I go into a different community... And I have to learn their ritual, Mm -hmm. right? And so I remember going to the SF Zen Center, being invited there to speak. And, oh, yes, the speaker, you have to walk this way and then walk this way. And you bow in front of each one. And then you go here and you do three five-point prostrations. And then you do um, incense offering with the fake incense with, like, the flower petals or whatever. And then you come over here and then you sit down and put the mic on. It was like, whoa, I'm going to remember all that. I'm totally going to mess this up. It was really kind of interesting, but it was great. Practice for me to be put outside of my comfort zone. Did you do it right? I think so. Ah, yeah. I think so, yeah. <laughs> but we practiced. I was like, can I do it once? You know, so we so did you practiced it. during and the then, ritual
1: before the ritual. Ah! Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did they negate each other? No. <laughs> but it was really good for me to be put outside of my comfort zone, of, of um, pra- ritual comfort zone, right? And realizing I do have a ritual comfort zone. And that helped me realize that... New people to my temple don't have a ritual comfort zone. They don't know what's going on most of the time. They must be like, what are these people doing holding the book up to their forehead? And, you know, everyone seems to know what page to open up to and reciting this stuff. And they're pronouncing I like E and they're pronouncing (laughs) E like E. And, you know, there's all these rules that I'm just so used to that it's like a fish in water. I can't even, don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So. Yeah, so so that yeah, that aspect of community, I think, is is uh, um, a big part of this question. Yeah, um, and um, I think it's part of the reality is that there's a lot of people out there interested in Buddhism, a lot of people interested in Shinshu, but without a community, without a local community because of where they live, or they just haven't found the right one yet, right? And um, so it increases my sensitivity to that that issue, and that question comes up a lot. How do I do Shinshu here in? South Dakota, or <laughs> wherever, <laughs> right? Or Alabama, or right? And
1: well, Alabama is easy.
0: I don't know about <laughs> Go to a Vietnamese temple. <laughs> Nebraska. There for, There's a place in Nebraska. Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs>